series is about success. How do we get there? What is it? And this morning, I want to talk to you about success through believing. Success. If I was going to title it, you could say that this morning is success through believing. We looked at success through wisdom, success through faithfulness, success through working your butt off. I mean, sometimes you, if you want to be successful, you just got to work your behind off. This morning, though, I particularly want to talk to you about what are you believing for? Are you believing for anything? If I had you to write a list and I'd say, get out a piece of paper and a pen and write down for me three things that you're believing for. Is there a list? Could you write down one thing or two things, three things, five things? Is there anything that you are believing for? And there's a difference between believing for and hoping for. I mean, I know you can hope for success or you can actually do some stuff that brings success. There's a difference between believing and wishing. How many ever wished before? Go to the park. My kids, give me some money. What for? Wishing well. We don't wish. Just kidding. That's what I'm thinking. We believe God. You know, that's the pastor in me. You know, the preacher in me. But wishing. Wishing and hoping. Fruits and nuts. Oh, have a Merry Christmas. So that's, you know. But lots of times, Christians are, we're really good at wishing. And we're really good at hoping. But I want to show you several passages of scriptures this morning. The first one that I'll show you is in Matthew chapter 9. If you've got your Bible, we look at Matthew chapter 9. And this is a story of two blind men. Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 9, if you put that one up there. If you don't have your Bible, you could check out the screen here behind you. Matthew chapter 9. We'll look at verse number 27. It says, after Jesus left the girl's home, two blind men followed along behind him. Wonder how they knew where he was going. Don't tell us. Two blind men are following behind Jesus and they're shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where Jesus was staying and he asked them, Do you believe? Everybody say believe. He didn't say, do you wish? Do you hope? He uses this word, believe. Do you believe? What's he say next? He says, I can make you see. Do you believe that it's possible? Do you believe that I'm capable? Do you believe that I want to? Do you believe that I can do this? He doesn't say, do you wish I could do it? He doesn't, he doesn't say, do you hope that I could do it? No, Jesus uses this word here. He says, do you believe that I can make you see? Let's see what their response is. And yes, Lord, they told him, we do. Then he touched their eyes and he said, because of your faith, it will happen. And then their eyes were opened and they could see. And Jesus warned them. He said, don't go tell anybody about this. You know, you don't have to tell everything. He tells them, Rick Larry says, don't go tell everything. Don't, don't go tell anybody about this. But what I want you to see, first off, is that he questioned their belief. Do you believe? How many of y'all have a thermostat in your house? 
Isn't that thing lovely? Oh, God bless the thermostat. Now, the thermostat, uh, you could say it, it hangs on the wall. In this building somewhere, there's a thermostat, and it's probably probably locked up. right? They don't want you to mess with that thermostat. Why? Because that thermostat uh, controls the temperature within the room. And let's, let's just say that that thermostat is kind of like hope. The thermostat is kind of like hope. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, is it's important for you and I to hope. If we don't have hope, then we don't have anything for us to hang our faith on. But you can't just have hope. Hope is step one. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, if you're going to believe God for something, first you have to hope for that thing. But there's no substance in hope. The substance is really in faith or in your believing. Let's say it like this. If I went to Stein's and supported our local economy rather than that big box Home Depot. Just kidding. It's my stump speech. Uh, if I went to Stein's and bought a thermostat and hung it on my wall and got real excited. Whew, it's 100 degrees outside. Got me a thermostat. It's about to be ice cold in here. And I wired up that thermostat and I went and turned the temperature down. That thermostat is really not going to do anything for me, right? Without the heart of the unit or without that box that's sitting outside, that thermostat doesn't have the ability to produce what I want, right? What has the ability to produce what I want is the heart of the unit. Right? You go outside and that thing's spinning. How I many y'all put stuff in it when you was a kid? Don't lie. And your daddy got real mad. Put rocks in it. Put it, just put anything. Clang, 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 clang. Don't, don't put your head over it. Be in trouble. How I many y'all held your shirt over it? Oh, didn't that feel good? All you boys standing around, just getting the big, your muscles. Just kidding. Outside is the heart of that unit. That's what, we have an air-conditioned man here today. He could tell this probably better than I could. Am I correct? That thermostat, it has no power in it to bring down or to produce cold air. The heart of the unit where the Freon is and the compressor, all of that stuff is what produces. But you have to have the thermostat because the thermostat gives you uh, what you desire. You type in 70 degrees or if you're my mom, 78 because we want it hot because we're saving money. Just kidding. I'd get on to my mom. Can we please, can we please turn the air down? Please, mother. Okay. She's got every fan on going like 8 million miles an hour. Every room's got the fan. Anybody have a mom like mine? Yep, yep. We do the fan. We do the fan. Air conditioning costs too much money. No, it doesn't. I'll give you $5. I'll give you $5 if we could just please turn the thermostat down. That thermostat, you crank that thing down, 
And that's what you're hoping. That's what you're looking for. That's what you want. So, so my point is, as you and I, we, 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 we need the thermostats of our life. That's the things that we hope for. We're hoping for God to do this. And we're hoping for God to do that. But, but hope doesn't have the ability to produce what, what, what we really want. Jesus here, he says, by your faith, your faith has made you whole. Or, or you have to move from just hoping something's good going to happen and you move to believing that something's going to happen how many y'all know that there was 12 men on that boat but one guy named peter got out of the boat and started walking on water how many y'all know how many y'all heard that story before now 11 guys i'm sure were wishing that they could do it and i wish i could walk on water Oh, I, w- I would love to be able to do that. But one person moved from wishing to believing. One person wish- went from hoping to actually believing. One person took a hold of the words of Jesus. Because Jesus, he says, he says Jesus, bid me come. And Jesus says, come on. You want to walk on water? Come on. Now, he, all 12 of them are in the boat. And all 12 of them could have walked on water. I mean, I know that's right. I guarantee you that Peter could have got way out there and the boat's back there. And at any point, one of those other 11 could have got out on the same belief that Peter had, which was Jesus is walking on the water with me. I can do this. I'm not just hoping or wishing. I believe that that he has said, come on out here and, and I'm going to do it. All 11, it was available. And all 11 of them, if you ask them, if you ask me, you want to walk on water? I'm like, right now? I would love to do that. That's amazing. But God doesn't respond to just us wishing. God responds to us stepping out where Jesus is and, and, and walking, doing what he's called us to do. So this morning, I just want to ask you, I just want to challenge you, what are you believing for? Not a, what are you hoping for, not, not, not what are you wishing for, but is there anything that you're believing for? Now, whenever I was young, still young, whenever I was younger, how many of y'all went to a church where they, were, where they would be believing for somebody to get saved? I mean, I remember that we've almost kind of gotten gotten away from that some. But I grew up in a church where where at the end of the service or something, they would say, if you're believing for someone to get saved and get right for right with God, come down to the front and we're going to believe God with you. Anybody, anybody have anybody have that experience growing up? So you would actually believe, you're like, how many of y'all are believing for somebody in your family to get saved and meet Jesus? How many of y'all are believing for an aunt or an uncle? In other words, you're not just like wishing or hoping, but you're actually taking a, 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 another step, another stance. And you said, well, yeah, I wish crazy Eddie would get saved, but now I'm not just going to wish. I'm actually going to start believing for my crazy Eddie. The uncle we all love, he's just crazy. I'm going to believe now. I'm going to start standing on the water. And I'm going to put my faith out there. And I'm going to believe that he's going to get saved. Whenever, whenever I uh, got saved or rededicated my, my life to the Lord, I'll never forget. I had been living in sin. Can I get an Amen. I had been living in sin, doing what I wanted to do, just doing whatever. But there came a point 
My whole life, my mom was always believing for me to turn my life over to God. And she was believing, like really believing, not like just, I wish Kevin would come around. No, she's like standing in the gap is what the Bible calls it. She's a watchman on the wall. She would bring my face before God daily. And she'd say, God, I'm believing you to send somebody in Kevin's path. I'm believing that whenever he goes and does the things that he's not supposed to be doing, that Holy Spirit, you give him fits. I'm believing that you take the wrong people out of his life and put the right people in. I'm believing that he'll hit rock bottom. I hate that prayer. If you're thinking about it, you're like, no, mama, don't pray that. Don't pray for me to hit rock bottom. But mama knew she was standing in faith and she was not just generally believing because all of us generally believe. I'm believing for world peace. Well, everybody's believing for world peace. That's a real general thing. But, but, but here, these guys are completely blind. And of course, they could have generally be- been believing for world health. But Jesus, he didn't respond to their general belief. He says, what do you want me to do for you? Do you believe that I can touch your life? Not just that you can touch the world or, or not just that I, can, that I can do all these things over here. Jesus wants to know, do you believe that I'll do this for you? personally 2014 do you believe that I'm the same yesterday today and forever do you believe that I'm capable of doing that and will you hold on to that belief because my mother she just held on to this for years but the day came I got saved and I went to Bible college and I'll never forget the first day I'm sitting in Bible college and I didn't want to be there really didn't I was having fun doing my doing my own stuff but a lady turned around and she says are you Kevin Burns yes ma'am we've been believing God for you for this day we get up at 5 42 in the morning and we would say your name every morning and here you are in Bible college well that made a, quite an impression on me I'm like what's your name again ma'am her name is Marietta Parker you know Miss Marietta. She knows Miss Marietta. 5.42 in the morning, these ladies would get together and they would call out some specific names of people. Specific, not general. And they would say, God, we're believing for you to do something in these individuals' life. That you'll take them out of darkness and translate them into the king of your marvelous son. And day after day, week after week, they would do this. Lots of times seemingly with no results. But they just hung in there and the day came. We're in the same Bible college together and the rest is history. But things like that don't just happen. Things like that here you know there's lots of blind people back then but here you got two that became believers they went from just wishing and then they moved into I'm believing you for something specific so I want to challenge you this morning this is your challenge is to believe God for something specific let him come through for you specifically Because only when he comes through for you specifically can you really get the depth of his care. 
Because if he just does things just generally for people, but I'm telling you, whenever God does something specifically for a teenager, and that teenager knows only God could do this because he's the only one that knew that I was believing for it, and he did it. He did it specifically for me. Then the next five years or 10 years or 50 years of their life is different because God did something just for me. But really, you need to be a believer. Say, I'm believing you for something specific. Last year, um, well, it wasn't last year. It was beginning of 2014. I was in the middle. I was doing a three-day fast. And that just means I was just going to drink liquids for three days. Three days, just going to drink liquids. And any time I do a fast like that, I'm, you know, I don't just do it because I don't like food. Right? I mean, I know what I'm saying. God, I'm so tired of food. Those cupcakes... Boo. Steak is horrible. Eggs and bacon turns my stomach. No, the reason that whenever I fast, I, I get specific. God, I'm believing you for this. I'm not going to eat for the next 72 hours because I'm believing not just for some general things. There are some things I want you to move in these specific areas of my life. And one of them was, was my son, Noble. I was beginning to notice some character flaws in him. I mean, I know what character flaws are. And the reason I recognized them is because they're my own character flaws. And I didn't want him to go through life what I've gone through life with. I didn't want him to fight some of the demons that I've had to fight. And I didn't want him to have some of the character problems that I've had with uh, over my life. And even at, at nine years old, I started recognizing, I told Elizabeth, I said, he's like that because of me. It's in, it's, it's in his DNA. It's in my DNA. It, he, he's like that. The reason he's scared about those things and not other things is because he's just like me. The reason he'll lie about that or he'll do this or he'll do that, he'll compromise there. He got that from his daddy. So now, me as his daddy, I just, I just knew whenever I started that three-day fast, I said, God, I'm, I'm believing this. I'm not going to eat for three days because of this. I'm not just praying generally for you to help Noble and, and generally, you know, keep him safe at school. No, there was things that I was targeting. And this series that we're talking about here is success. So I'm challenging you that if there's things, uh, uh, real specific things, I'm encouraging you or challenging you to get specific with God and write those things down. And once you, once you get them, you say, I'm going to believe God for this. And we do some of this in January. How many of you ever did New Year's, uh, New Year's resolution? I'm going to start chewing Nicorette. Right? No more real cigarettes, just the vapor kind. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. You know, we kind of get specific naturally in January. But how many of y'all know those don't always stick? Those don't always stick. Well, the same thing happens spiritually. That whenever you decide to, God, I'm going to believe you. And it may not just be a thing. I would encourage you to start believing God for somebody. Become a Marietta Parker in somebody's life. And become the person that says, I'm going to believe God for you. Instead of just thinking that you're hopeless, I'm going to be the one that steps out of the boat while everybody else says there's no way that it'll happen. It's hopeless. I'm going to be the one that's going to stand on water and say, I believe by this time next year, something will have happened in your life. 
you'll be different by this time next year. That's what I'm believing God for. What if it don't work? What if it does? Because the devil, he'll always tell you, what if it don't work? He came to Peter while Peter's walking on water. And the Bible says, Peter began to look at the wind and the waves. And the Bible says, fearing, he began to sink. Peter's walking on water here, but he starts looking at the wind. He starts looking at the waves and he starts listening to that voice on the inside of his head. Them some big waves, right? The, the, there's, this could get real bad real fast. Like this thing that's trying to mess me up right now. You see, I start talking about voices that mess you up. And here they come. Silence your cell phone. It was electrifying. I'll tell you that. It's really, totally electrifying. Let me read you some more passages of scripture because there's three things I want, you to, I want you to see this morning and obviously I won't get through all of these. But if I could get through some of them, then that'll be fine. My wife took my phone and I don't know what time it is. What time is it? 10.51. I'll get... I'll show you just a couple of scriptures and then I'll let you go this morning. We'll have to finish next week. There's three things I want you to look at or I want to show you over the course of this week and next week. And that is the attitude of a believer, the actions of a believer, and the acquaintances of a believer. Because once you move from wishing to believing, your attitude changes. Because once you go from just hoping something's going to happen and then you grab onto it like a bulldog. And, and it's trying... How many of y'all know what bulldogging is if you were ever in rodeo? How many of y'all are in rodeo? And, and, and I think bulldogging, if, if I'm not mistaken, you're trying to hold on to the front of a bull. Is that correct? No? What, what's bulldogging? You're trying to throw a bull down. Well, that sounds like that's going to go real well. <laughs> Something tells me the bull is not going to want you wrapped around him. And really, once you go from wishing and hoping to believing, it's kind of like that. That there's things your own mind is going to try and shake you off of it. I know that there were many times, and I can just speak personally, that whenever my mom was believing God for me personally to get saved, and yet she knew the type of life that I was living, that there were a lot of temptations to just throw in the towel. My dad was very rough around the edges. Uh, you know, he, he drank a lot and he smoked Vantage. How many of y'all remember Vantage? You used to smoke Vantage, Val? Well, thank you for being honest, Val. I did too. My daddy didn't know it. I was taking his. That's why I remember him so much. They get all broke. Just kidding. So my, but my, so my dad would be uh, real rough around the edges, sometimes rough uh, verbally, emotionally. My dad was a good dad, certainly. I'm not trying to, to run him down or say anything. But, but whenever you're not saved, you're not saved. And, and really, uh, my dad was a product of his, of his dad. My, my grandpa was real rough around the edges, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, I'm sure that there were times whenever my mother was believing for my dad to get right 100% that she would come home or he would come home and it would look like it's never going to happen. But she would just bulldog, right? She would just say, 
I'm not going to stop. I refuse to look at the winds and the waves. This is going to work. It will happen. I refuse to quit. So she wasn't just wishing or hoping. She had moved into like blind eyes being open, believing. And she just wouldn't let it go until, of course, he did get saved and, and turned his life around. And then my sister was next. And man, she was a tough case. But just stood in there and just believe, just, you know, and we all, we all had our issues, and I don't have time to get all, all into them. But my sister went through rehab, went through, had a lot of problems, uh, all kinds of stuff. But, but just believing, now she's doing as good as anybody in the family, which is a miracle. I can't even believe it myself sometimes. Like, how'd you turn out to be so good? Golly, I learned all my bad stuff from you. Jeez Louise, my little brother, all of us, and all, it all comes down to this, this attitude that I want to talk about, the attitude of a believer. And then once you pick something that you believe, you say, God, I'm believing you for this. I want to look at the actions of a true believer. Because each one of these people had some true actions to their belief. And then the last one is the acquaintances of a believer. You know, you can't be a believer and hang around with everybody. I mean, I know what I'm saying. If you're really going to be believing God for something, there's some people you're going to have to close the door on. So you can't come in here. I mean, I remember whenever Jesus was about to raise, uh, raise that guy from the dead and they're all crying. Oh, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. First thing Jesus did is he ran them all out the room. He says, in order for me, and Jesus had, how many of y'all think he had a pretty good bit of faith? Pretty, pretty good bit of faith. He's about to raise somebody from the dead, been dead for four days, and stinks. Even his own sister is like, Jesus, you don't want to go in there. He stinks. You're too late. It's over. Jesus run every one of those people out of the room, and he shut the door, the Bible says. It's just him and the dead guy. What, what did he have to do? Well, he's a believer, and he knew... There's a certain atmosphere of a believer that has to be maintained. And there's some people in your life that you have to close the door on lovingly. And it may just be for a season. You may just have to run them out for a little while. And then you can let them all come back in. But I want to look at those three things. The attitude, the actions uh, of a believer. And I won't get to it today. But your homework. I mean, you know you get homework at church sometimes. Your homework is, is just find something. That, you, that you'll believe God for. I challenge you to find something specific. Say, God, I'm believing you specific to do this in my life or in somebody else's life. Sometimes there's things that you used to believe God for and you quit. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, five years ago, you were really believing God to do something in your heart and in your life. But fearing, you began to sink. You saw the wind and you saw the wave and you got around people that just killed that, that belief system. And I'm asking you, just resurrect it. Maybe bring that thing back up and, and find out. Say, God, should I still be believing for old so-and-so? Should I still be believing for this to happen in my life? Should I still be believing for a spouse or for a type of job or for a kid? Never could have a kid. We tried for five years and never had one. We just, we, doctors said that it wouldn't work. Whatever it is that, that is dead and, and maybe you quit believing, I'm challenging you over these next, you know, it'll take me next week at least to finish this. Just pray about it. Say, God, is that something that you want me to be believing for? Or God, is there somebody in my life 
that needs somebody to stand in the gap for them. I'm challenging you. I'm encouraging you this week. Find something specific for you to believe for. And I believe he'll meet you there. You notice he didn't tell the the blind guys. I can't do that. That's too big. That's too big. You were born with no eyes. If If you just got in an accident, I could fix broken eyes. But you didn't have any in the beginning of the first. Nowhere in Scripture, and we'll look at this these next couple weeks, nowhere did Jesus say, that's too difficult for me. I can't do that. I can't accomplish that. That's too big. I I don't have what it takes to meet that need. No, the Bible says, Jesus says, I can save to the uttermost. Way beyond your own limitations, God says, I can reach there. I can reach into your past. I can fix things. I can reach into your future. I can fix things. I can reach into the hearts of people. He even says the heart of the king is in my hand and I can turn it any which way I want. He can turn people's hearts. There's nothing impossible for our God. But we have to be a believer. We have to say, God, I'll believe you for that. Even when it doesn't look like it's possible. Lord, I believe. And I believe he'll meet you there. Praise God. Let's pray together this morning. I pray, Father God, that you speak to each one of our hearts. I believe that you're having me teach on this. Number one, because there's people who had dreams that they let go. And you're asking them to pick them back up. And then there's other people here that have never really believed God for anything specific. So they've never seen God do anything tailor-made just for them. I pray, Father God, for each one, every type of person that's here, that that we move beyond wishing and we say, Lord, we believe nothing is too difficult for you. No person is too far gone for you that we will be believers. We obtain success through believing you and your word. If you're here, you've never been saved this morning. I would like to pray with you, pray for you. Uh, You know, I started the whole teaching just talking about uh, there's a day when the Bible says that we all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That's a day that that all of us will have. We'll stand before him and uh, we'll present our life to him. And he'll say, welcome, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Or he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. If you're here and you say, I may be in the, the class of I never knew you. And I don't want to be that. If you're here, you say, I don't know if I've ever been saved, if I've ever been born again. And you would like that this morning. I don't want any person to leave without this opportunity. And you say, I need to be born again. I want to be a good and faithful servant and enter in to the kingdom of God. Is there anybody like that this morning? I ask you to raise your hand. Is there anybody this morning? Yes, sir. Anybody else? You say, I need to know that I have eternal life. I can tell you, you don't have to leave this place wondering. You don't have to leave this place saying, I wonder if I've just gone through the motions, but I've never been a doer of the word. Anybody else before we pray this morning? Uh, The last invitation I want to give you is is if you're here and you say, uh, there's something that I'm believing God for. And maybe you didn't even recognize that you were believing for that until uh, I started talking about it this morning. But maybe you're here and you've already decided that's it. 
I need to be believing God. I can't just wish for it. I can't just hope for it. I need to stand in the gap. I need to, to get firm and rooted in my belief. And that's you. And you would just say, you say, I need, uh, I want to acknowledge that this morning. If that's you, I'd like to pray with you. Yes, sir. The hand's going up. You say that there's things that I'm just believing. Listen, I want you to know part of my assignment and my job at, at this church is to believe God with you. That's why I'm here. I'm here to strengthen your faith and to believe God with you. And I do. He, he wants to do it. I encourage you the next, the next couple of weeks, there's going to be things and there's ingredients that will go in this pot and we keep stirring it. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen. By this time next year, the things that you're believing for, you're going to see him do them. And they'll be custom fit tailored just for you. You'll know, not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. He did that for me, I could tell you. It's going to happen. Let's pray together this morning. Let's just consecrate our life. And... Uh, Give our beliefs over to him. Just say, God, I, we stand in faith. If everybody would stand up on your feet this morning, let's pray together and, and then I'll dismiss you. Let's make this confession of faith and it, it'll be, uh, I want to make it bold, loud and proud. Everybody say, Father God, I believe, I confess once again that Lord Jesus, I know you live for me, you died for me, you arose for me. I'm not just a hearer of your word. I'm a doer. I'm a servant in the house of a king. And I'm a son to my king. You know the thoughts, the intents of my heart. I purpose to move from wishing and hoping to being a believer. Lord, I believe. I ask. For further instruction to learn and know in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God for his goodness. He's so wonderful. I'm excited for you. There's been things I believe God for. And whenever I saw him do them, man, good stuff. So I'm excited for you. Sure love you guys. God bless you. You are dismissed. What time we got? Mm-hmm.